You're listening to God Stories Radio. God Stories Radio. God Stories Radio. Bringing hope and comfort through the Christian testimony. Hi, I'm Suzanne Lynn from Z88.3 Afternoons with Suzanne and Shadow. Join my friends Mike, Fritz, and Trish on WGSR. Bringing hope, comfort, and encouragement to the world 24 hours a day. You're listening to the God Stories Radio podcast www.godstoriesradio.com This is a free download. Podcasting straight to your MP3 player. And welcome to God Stories Radio. This is session 107. I'm Mike. I'm Fritz. And I'm Trish. What's going on, guys? We're here on Thursday night. Loving it. How was everybody's Thanksgiving? Oh, Thankful. mine was fabulous. I got to spend three days in Clearwater at the beach with my mom. We said our goodbyes to my Aunt Elaine. God bless her. Um, that was on Friday. We had a big family get-together, so was a great time fabulous how was your thanksgiving mikey i had a couple of them oh did you <laughs> yeah the junior had uh kind of like stepped out on thanksgiving for thanksgiving because he didn't have his children on thanksgiving he was going to do it on saturday so i was going to go hunting and that fell through as well because something came through an email from the church saying that they needed people to deliver meals to needy people so i decided to do that instead was no no brainer there the animals yay and then then i went to uh martin's brother's place they invited me there for thanksgiving and then junior had his on saturday so fantastic i'm full of turkey (laughs) this was your first Thanksgiving as a husband and wife? Uh, yeah, and I was actually off. Wow. Imagine that. Imagine the mouse that. gave me the day off. God bless him. We were able to uh, well, enjoy a, a nice turkey. Yeah. So I normally get Thursday off anyway, so. Yeah. So what a blessing. And I missed you guys. I missed the show. And uh, which show was that? God Stories Radio. We didn't have a show that day. It was a oh, Thursday. Oh, I was going to say, I didn't think we did a show for you to so miss. <laughs> But you missed the show we didn't do. Yes, I missed I'm the show we didn't you, do. I'm following you, Trish. Sorry. <laughs> Alrighty you got to follow the blonde, okay? <laughs> uh, no doubt. It's a tough act. Tough act to follow. Hey, I know we got some shout outs. We sure do. I got some Facebook likes. A bunch of likes. new likes, yeah. Yeah, Lawrence Gilliam, which is actually Dave from uh, Rebecca Rose and uh, Byerside Ministry. Ministries. Yeah. Yes. Thanks for liking us, Dave. And uh, Nancy J. Knoll. Thank you, Nancy. Thanks, Nancy. And Melody Dancy. Thank you for liking us on Facebook. Yeah, you can find us on Facebook at God Stories Radio, of course. There was a lot more than that. Oh, and then countries. I want to give shout-outs to Costa Rica. Thank you for listening. Costa Rica, welcome. Caraco. Curiaco, I think it is. Curiaco. Yep. 
and Nigeria, our friends in Nigeria. Yes, friends in Nigeria. Thank you for listening. Yeah, I was, uh, you remember the week before we were talking about Bahrain? Yeah, uh, Bahrain. Bahrain, yeah. Bahrain. And I noticed that there was a friend of mine, uh, Victor Spangler, who I used to tour with, and he was filming a documentary over there. Oh, I wonder. So if I don't know, maybe his, if he if he's the one that listened. Yeah, we possibly. when you tune in, we have a uh, the ability to see what country you're in and where you're listening from, where it's where the show is downloaded from. So if you have, if it, they go from the through the website, right? But iHeartRadio is a whole different story. You got to follow us on there. Is that right? They follow on iHeart? Yes, they can follow yeah. us on iHeartRadio. And then you'll know when a new episode comes out, it'll be you'll be notified auto- automatically. So you'll never miss Mikey again. <laughs> How can they reach us? Godstoriesradio at gmail.com. And, you know, I was thinking, too, it's almost the end of the year. So if anyone is trying to do a uh, donation, we are a 501c3. We have a tax bill that's going to be coming up. Yes, we do. We need uh, some help here. So please, please. if the if God is uh, tugging at your heart, and then Go to, be obedient. Yeah, we have um, PayPal. And you can just click on Donate, hit the Donate button, and we'd really appreciate it. Yes, we would. Certainly. Uh, I was going to say a shout out to Mark St. Clair. He liked our God Stories radio. Oh, very cool. Um, yeah, he to Barbara. A good friend of mine from Lake City, Earl Green, who uh, is touring with the Mercy Mountain Boys. He liked God Stories radio and has agreed to come on the program. All righty oh, then. Looking yeah. forward to that testimony. Amazing testimony. And uh, he can talk about uh, Operation Rutsack that they're doing for the military and cool. veterans. They're big time veterans. So I feel like we're going into a two-hour show. Do you feel that? I don't know. <laughs> but I'll tell Whatever you what, I, the Lord leads us. You, you betcha. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be quiet and uh, let's uh, introduce. introduce our guest. I mean, I just, I just can't wait to hear what she's got to say. I really have been looking forward to this. Well, um, wow. On uh, November 11th, Veterans Day... I was, um, you know, I, I, I was praying like, God, please send us some testimonies because, you know, we're at 107 now and we've pretty much asked everybody that we know, right? And everybody that we know that they know. I'm going to interrupt you there just for a second. I just noticed that I wanted to welcome Linda Diaz to the program. She's listening right now. So, oh, very good. Uh, thank you, Linda. Right. Welcome to the program and uh, hope you enjoy it. Um. Uh, so I was praying, God, please send us some more testimonies because I'm usually the one that books them and and we're kind of drying out. And I, and I said, look, I'm going to start giving my cards out because I have God Stories radio cards. I'm going to give more of them out and just start sending them our way. And so I was going to um, my mother's house um, that Friday afternoon and um, I was driving down the highway and I saw this 18-wheeler coming out and I thought, is he going to cut me off? Where is he going to go? There's nowhere for him to go. So I slowed down, and I heard this sound. And I said, what was that? And I passed the truck, and I looked over, and this pickup truck had run into the tractor-trailer truck. And it started smoking. And so... We got out, and there were people with um, fire extinguishers, and I remembered from when I worked 
with Maryland State Police that the truckers, they all are required to carry fire extinguishers with them. And so I said, okay, my job, you know, use me as a vessel. My job is to get these, get this fire out, get these fire extinguishers up here. So, you know, God gave me this big mouth <laughs> and this voice that carries. I ran up to, to different, the traffic had completely stopped on the highway, three lanes each direction, six lanes and this other woman got out to another bystander, and um, I said, go to the trucks, get their fire extinguishers. So we were running from trucker to trucker, screaming, get out your fire extinguisher. We need your fire extinguisher. And, you know, every single one of them jumped out, got their fire extinguisher out, and then I'd say, can you run it up there for me? Because I wanted to go get the next one, because this fire was getting bigger. And... um you know, at any time, any of them could have said, lady, are you crazy? Like that thing could blow up. You know, it's, it's a car fire. Who's going to run? But not a single one, every single one of them. It was like this, like God was orchestrating this where, um, you know, we were running up and then the, the truck driver would run up their extinguisher and they would help to try and put the fire out and other bystanders. I mean, it was like the whole community was coming together and I, I couldn't believe it. It was such a beautiful thing. So I said, um, I was praying for the people inside the vehicle and um, God kept saying to me, they've had a very full life. And I said, okay, they've had a good life. And God said, no, they've had a very full life. And I was like, okay. So I kept praying. Um, you know, a lot of times we don't give police officers the credit enough. The police deputies that came for Polk County, they ran to the fire without any extinguishers, anything. They just ran up to the fire and they literally started ripping open the vehicle with their bare hands. This vehicle that flames are coming out of, they're ripping apart with their bare hands, the metal. And I just... I couldn't believe it. I just was awestruck. So at one point, I, there wasn't more I could do. I, I stepped back, and I just said, God, what do you want me to do? And I had my Jesus T-shirt on, my bright yellow Jesus T-shirt on, and I just stopped, and I threw my hands up, which I never pray like that, but I just said, I want them people to know that I'm praying for these people and I want them to join me. Maybe they will see me and they will join me and they will pray for these people too. So I threw up my hands and I just said, God, help us help them get them out of this. And the, it was a husband and wife that were in the vehicle. I couldn't see the wife because of the metal was all crushed down around her. But the husband when the fire was coming up to him and I ran over to the car, he started signaling to me, like, no, don't get me, get my wife. And I thought, my God, he's, he's catching on fire. And he's sacrificing himself and saying, get my wife. That's a love I've never seen before. So I, I got... Um, the police at one point said, if you're a witness, stay. If you're not, move along. The fire truck came. The firemen ran over, and I said, it's bad. It's bad. Get your hose. 
because he was coming over to look to see how bad it was. So he just went back and he grabbed the hose and they started spraying the vehicle down. And so I didn't actually witness. I heard the sound of the crash, but I didn't see it with my eyes. So I figured maybe I'm not considered a witness. So I got in my car and I left so they could, you know, get the help that was there. I left and um, I got to my mother's house in Clearwater and I turned on the news and they said um, the the Highway 27 was shut down for, for five hours and that there was a fatality. So I was really upset. I, I knew, I don't even know how I knew, but I knew that the fatality was the wife that had been in the passenger seat. And I said, you know, they said her name. So I said, um, the father, they said Juana Diaz was in the vehicle. 74-year-old Juana Diaz was in the vehicle, and she was a fatality. So I said, my gosh, you know, um, I have to go to the hospital and meet with Alfonso. They said he had been taken to ORMC, Orlando Medical Regional Center. They have a, a trauma one there and a burn center. And I said, oh, I'm going to have to meet with him because I need to tell him that we did everything, that he did everything, everything was done, you know, to try to save her. And um, and I knew he was going to have a long, long, hard road to recovery and never going to be this, the same again, you know. So he didn't speak English really well. So um, I contacted of course, God, right? Of all the people, of all the people that I know that are translators, right? Melissa Brack, who's given her testimony. She's a um, Spanish-English translator by trade. And so I contacted her and I said, Melissa, this is what happened, you know, this accident. I'm going to need a translator. I'm, I'm, I'm going to reach out to the family. I'm going to try to visit him in the hospital and I'm going to need you to translate. I'm going to put you on speakerphone and I'm going to need you to translate for me, okay? And she said, oh, absolutely. You just tell me when, and, you know, we'll set that up. So um, later that night, it was uh, later that weekend, rather, on Sunday night, I was coming home, and uh, I had watched the news, and they said that Alfonso Diaz Gomez had succumbed to his injuries, and he had passed away. And I said, oh, dear Lord. I said, his family has to know what happened because they don't know everything that happened. They need to know. And he was 77 and she was 74. And so I said, I prayed about it and I was hesitant all week. And I, I saw that they were having a, a wake and a funeral on Thursday and Friday the following week. So I said, okay, God, if you want, I will go and I will, I will talk to the family. I'll go to the wake. And I'll just stay outside, and whoever greets me there, I will talk to them, and I'll give them a card, and I'll tell them that they can contact me if they want to talk when they're ready. And so God still kept telling me they had a full life. They had a full life, and I'm like, a good life. And he's like, no, a full life. So right before I went into the funeral home, I, I looked at the obituary on my phone, and it come up. And uh, it said they had 10 children. They had 10 children, 35 grandchildren, mm. and 11 great-grandchildren. And I said, oh, that's what you mean by a full life. 
<laughs> so they're not necessarily the same. <laughs> so I went to um, to greet the person, and they kept. I had gone to get the card, and at the store, they kept saying. Uh, I, I kept. There was a, a teddy bear that was at the um, cash register. Like somebody had thought to buy it and then changed their mind, and um, God kept saying, "Get the teddy bear," and I was like. I'm going to a, a funeral. Like, how am I? There's not going to be a baby there at the funeral. And something said, "It's for my baby. Take this teddy bear. It's for my baby." And I'm like, "Okay, okay, I'll take the teddy bear." So I bought the teddy bear and I got it home. And then I was running out to the car, and something said, "Don't forget the teddy bear." And I'm like, "Ah, oh, that stupid teddy bear again." So I took the teddy bear with me and I got, I, di- I didn't even take the tag off the ear till I got to the funeral home because I kept saying, this is ridiculous. I'm not going to take this teddy bear to the stranger's funeral and say, this is for the baby. And so I said, okay, God, whoever I see, that's who I'm going to give it to. So I went up and it was um, Linda Diaz, the youngest daughter was there. And I gave her the card. I gave her the teddy bear. And she said, um, she said she thought it's it's for her brother, the youngest of the ten. Her baby brother was mommy's baby, and so we thought that teddy bear was for him. But I gave her the information, and I left, you know, left my um, God Stories radio card with her, and said, you know, call me when you're ready. And since then, I've been in touch with them, um, different family members. I've met with them. Um, around Thanksgiving, they all came together, and um, I met with them over in one of their homes, and um, I've had them in my home, and I've tried to talk with them and minister to them in any way that I can. And uh, Linda is going to come and give her testimony, but she just decided she's not quite ready yet. So she um, got her sister, Arcy to come and give her testimony instead. So God is bringing us testimonies in strange ways, but it's all in his ways. Um, and I want to thank you, RC, for coming out because I know you just found out like an hour ago that yeah. you're going to go on a radio program and give your testimony. You're welcome. And it's a pleasure well, thank you, to be RC. here. Thank you. And also Linda is listening. So thank you, Linda. Yes. For tuning in. And when you're ready, Send Linda. your sister. Yes. As far as mom and dad living a full life, it's true. Day before you, Trish, mentioned it, I was talking to the Lord. And I said, you know what, God? Thank you. We just enjoyed mom and dad throughout of our lives. They were awesome people. Dad was always a hard worker. And he installed in us to work very hard and to always take pride and honor in everything that we did. Always respect our elders. Do right amongst each other. Has it been easy? No. And it won't be easy for a long time. Each of us is grieving in our own ways. There's times that I still wake up and I want to call mom. I want to ask her a question. 
I come across pictures, and I don't know who they are. And I'm going to call mom. She knows who they are. It's very hard. But one thing I do, and I will always thank God, that he allow us to have wonderful parents. When we would travel to Mexico, it would take us a week to get there. We didn't eat McDonald's, Burger King, no fast foods. He would stop at a grocery store and buy groceries. He would take his time in each rest area, grill for us. And something that it's to be treasured the rest of our days. We started eating fast foods as we got older. But as we were growing up, dad was a migrant worker. He picked oranges, and we picked oranges with him. Mom never cooked at home. It was always a grill in the orange groves. She would cook there. We would get home until 10 o'clock. We worked very hard. All we can just say is that dad was exceptional. Mom, she was always quiet. But we were so blessed to have mom and dad with us. All this time, it was like I would visit them. Dad would pull up a joke. And I would say, oh, dad. And he would just laugh. And we were planning a trip to Mexico. Mom, we were going to leave on the 22nd. I was going to relocate to New Mexico, Las Cruces, New Mexico. Everything changed again. I was going to relocate in March. Mom cried, don't go, don't go. And I said, but Mom, I have to go. I feel my ministry is there. I need to go start missions. And she goes, but please don't go. It's not time yet. And of course, I got a little bit upset. And I said, God, I'm ready to go. But mom don't want me to go. So I made a deal with mom. I said, okay, mom. Our youngest brother was incarcerated. He had been incarcerated for several years. I would take mom and dad to see my little brother. And I said, okay, mom, when is Richard coming out? When is he being discharged from jail? And she goes, in September. September came along. She tells me, oh, Arcy, they changed the date. It's going to be November 3rd. And I said, okay, mom. Well, I had already resigned from my job. We traveled to um, Tallahassee, picked up my brother. We came back, and she was having a conversation with my brother. And she was telling him, Richard, you need to straighten up your ways. Because next time you end up locked up in jail, me or your dad are not going to be here. We're going to be gone. I didn't put much thought to it. 
And I said, well, why is mom talking like that? And sure enough, my brother's birthday was November 9th. Mom passed away the 11th. My other younger brother, Alfonso Jr., named after my dad, his birthday was the 14th, and dad passed away on the 13th. I only pray and ask God to give us strength. Losing one parent is hard. We lost our older brother to drowning in 1982 at the age of 22. But now losing mom and dad within hours, I can't even explain how painful it is. In the midst of it all, I praise God for it. When I got to the hospital, we were in the retreat, the family retreat room. The doctor was letting us know the progress on dad. And of course, prognosis wasn't looking well. So I just stepped out and I went to the chapel. And I was talking to the Lord and I was praying to the Lord when I had a vision. And that vision was mom. She was so happy. She was talking to me and she goes, oh, it's so beautiful up here. She said, it's beautiful. All I could think of was a child that has never had a toy. The day you give a child a toy, it's like the world changes forever. And in between tears, I would smile and get some consolation from it. And she tells me, she goes, take care of your daddy. And that would give me a confirmation that dad was still here with us. He had not made it to heaven yet. The overwhelming peace that I have felt in my heart, I can't explain it. When we arrived, I went upstairs, I see you, and I prayed to dad. I was praying with the chaplain. One thing I couldn't find myself to do in other occasions. Every time I would visit a sick person, a friend, I couldn't get myself to pray as my brothers or sisters in Christ that were just like there to pray and make a make a prayer. I could never do that. But with daddy it was different. As soon as I got in next to his bed, I started praying and I asked the chaplain, may I pray? And she and he goes, sure. And I prayed and I told dad, I love you. And I told him, Dad, te amo. I knew as a nurse that the last thing a person hears or loses is their hearing. And I said, I'm going to stick to it. I believe it, God. And I'm going to tell Dad, Dad, I love you. Dad, everyone is here. Everyone. As the night went by, I went home to rest, still not believing this 
nightmare. I had just had dinner with mom and dad Tuesday. I kissed, I hugged dad and I kissed him in the neck. And I hugged and I kissed mom. When I left, I was staying at my other sister's house in Eustis because I was planning to leave. I was just waiting for some money that I was expecting to come. And then I would leave the state. I told mom, well, mom, I'm going to go. I got to go before it gets dark because towards Eustis, it gets really dark. And I don't want to drive in the dark. She goes, okay. Well, I went and then I made a visit to a store and mom calls. And she sounds so happy. She goes, hey, Arcee, where are you at? And I said, Mom, I'm here at Dollar Tree. And she goes, well, can you stop by the house? You forgot something. I had forgot my blood pressure medication. And she goes, here. And I said, okay, Mom, I love you. And she goes, okay, bye. And something that I didn't have not shared with my brothers or sisters, but I'm going to share it with the audience. I looked at Dad and something inside of me said, look at him very well. Look at him very well. Take a look at him. And I did. I was feeling like, is Dad going to go? Are you letting me feel that I'm not going to see Dad no more? I left, and next morning early, I went to St. Cloud to have a yard sale. Something was not going right. And I kept feeling in my heart, I go, what is going on when I get the call from one of my brothers? Mom and Dad has gone in a car accident. And I said, okay, well, let me call Mary, one of my youngest sisters, and tell her what's going on. So I texted her and I said, Mary, what's, what's going on with mom and dad? And she replied, she said, RC, I don't know. They say mom and dad had gotten in a car accident. They can't find mom. When I heard that, I know mom had gone. My heart, my chest started tightening up. And I took an aspirin. And I said, this is... This is not good news. I went to the hospital. I found out by my older brother, mom didn't make it. I told him, please don't tell me that. Please don't say that. Please don't say that. He said, yes, Artsy, mom didn't make it. Sometimes we live life on the fast lane without realizing that we can lose it in a second. You can live today, walk out your door, and say, I'll see you tonight. But you don't make it back. The experience I have had, even to the, when we were viewing Dad, I approached the casket And all I could hear was mom telling me, 
Don't cry. We're okay. Don't cry. And I said, I know, Mom, but it's the flesh that's really hard to overcome. Really hard. I approached Dad's coffin, and I heard a whisper from Dad telling me, We're waiting for all of you up here. That confirmation explained everything that I had experienced at the chapel. And also, at one o'clock in the morning, when we disconnected Dad from the ventilator, I saw his spirit rise up and look down at his body. And I said, you know, for anyone that's doubting, there is a heaven and there is a hell. My prayer is that when the gates, the eternal gates open, please, I pray to God that everyone makes it. And no matter the outcome, we got to live life, but live it wisely. Live it like if, yes, you never know if you're going to make it back. I was hoping to see mom and dad Sunday, which I always did. That Sunday never came. That Sunday was we were disconnecting dad from his ventilator. The legacy and honor and respect will continue all the days of our lives. And if anyone is not talking to a brother, sister, mother, father, talk to them, call them, let them know they mean the world to you. Forget the past. He, she did, forget it. Forget it. Love your brothers. Love your sisters. Tell them you love them. I work in the care, in the, healthcare industry and like I said I'm a caregiver for the elderly I hear this too often many of them die without seeing their kids I think it's we need to stand up and let go of the selfishness and no matter what we go through in life we all have our ups and downs we siblings don't get along at times. Sometimes we want to choke them. But is it really worth it? Once we depart from this world, I do pray, and I, my heart goes out to each and every soul in the, in the universe. Make sure you're ready, because there is a heaven. Mom proved it, you know? My dad, I've had clients that have talked to me, and I tell them, I'm not a psychic, but I'm able to hear whispers of the afterlife. And I praise God and give God all the glory and all the honor that I'm able to 
hear that and just enjoy you know enjoy life will it be hard yes i told one of my daughters my life will never be the same again it will never be the same i know mom and dad are with the lord rejoicing in heavenly hearing the angels and everything while we're still here and i pray to god and Daily, as since mom and dad has passed away, I hear mom most. And I hear her whispers, don't be sad. We're okay. And I reply, I know, mom. But it's, it's the flesh. It's so hard. And as I was saying earlier, I wake up, wanna, want to ask mom questions. She's not there. And, and I'm saying, moms, can you just whisper to me? And most of the time, you know, I always tell people that I share experiences like this with, it's up to you to believe it, but I believe it because I've been, I've had those experiences. To have mom and dad confirm we are okay. We are waiting for everyone each and one of your brothers, we are waiting for you guys. What more can I ask the Lord? All I can do is I can express my gratitude towards every helping hand. Trish, your testimony. Letting us know that everyone did what they could to save dad and mom. That means... I just don't have the words for it. I just praise God for it. I just praise God for having you there at the perfect time. And one thing I won't forget that you mentioned, and you said, there's certain days that I wear my Jesus shirt, and I listen and obey to what God tells me to wear it. Please continue obeying him. You never know. You never know. It could be someone in such a desperate need to just see that name, that t-shirt, and cry out for God for help and cry out for Jesus. We just never know. And we would like to thank you from our bottom of our heart because you were my dad and my mom's angel that day. We're going to send you home with a few Jesus t-shirts of your own. Awesome. Awesome. I would like to close this segment with this. And it's found in Philippians 1.21. For me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. Well, <laughs> well not sure anything is. against you guys, but some of the stuff that I've heard people say when they've either been to heaven or whatever else or seen it. Um they ain't coming back, even if they were given the choice. They won't. Not when they're up there. Absolutely not. I don't think I would want to come back. I personally had an experience a couple years back with one, one of my middle child. And my body left. I can't explain to you the joy that I said, Oh, thank you, Jesus. 
and I heard the master said, it's not time yet. And I said, oh, but I, I'm ready, you know. <laughs> but when Jesus says it's not time, there's, there's still time. And there's a lot of people we need to reach out for, you know. And never say just one thing. You never know. You can make a difference in a soul. Mm-hmm. I always get a chuckle out of that because, you know, Paul, uh huh. he's like, man, I'm, I'd rather be out of here. But I yep. got to stay and watch over you knuckleheads. So be still. That's right. I wanted to let people know, too, that we did start a GoFundMe page um, for the Diaz family. They're, Great. It's right before the holidays, and I just feel horrible. They have children they have to buy gifts for, and meanwhile, they're spending uh, $30,000 on funeral expenses to bury their parents. And so we started a GoFundMe page. If um, anybody's looking for something to donate, it's www.gofundme.com forward slash Diaz Gomez, D-I-A-Z Gomez, G-O-M-E-Z. And on there, too, is uh, a picture of Juana and Alfonso and um, the story of what happened that day and how Jesus was there in the midst and in the eye of the storm. He was there. I know for a fact that is the last thing that your father saw was my bright yellow Jesus T-shirt. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure he was praying then, too. We just can't express our... There's just not enough thank yous in the universe for everyone that participated on that day. Yeah, well, there was a lot of heroes that day. It was pretty incredible. Thank you. And please join us in prayer for the Diaz family, through, especially through the holidays here. Yes. And also I'd like to mention, too, uh, a brother, David Daniels, recently lost his uh, wife. Nancy. So please join us in prayer for him as well. He needs it. Yeah, I think they're going to have her service on tomorrow. So, yeah, keep the Daniels family in prayer. She has three children that are going to go on without a mother. So um, David is the surviving spouse, David Daniels. Please keep them in prayer. And they have neighbors, too, that um, Larry and Laura, we want you to add them to the prayer list, too. Um Larry has um, blood clots in his legs, and Laura, his wife, just found out that um, she has a tumor in her brain mm. that they're concerned is metastasizing. So please keep Laura and Larry in your prayers, as well as Daniel, Dan- David Daniels, David Daniels, sorry, and the Diaz family. Thank you. So, Fritz, that was 107. Yes, it was. Wow. Emphasis on the seven at the end there. Mm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of hurting folks this time of year, you know. Christmas can be very joyous or can be very sorrowful. So we need to... Hopefully people will get comfort and encouragement from God Stories Radio. Amen. If we're not here for any other time of the year, we're here for right now. Right. Yes, we are indeed for such a time. And, uh, thank you so much for coming. Yes, thank you. And, Last uh, minute was awesome. What an honor it is to 
um, have you sitting here tonight. And uh, not only that, what an honor it is to be able to carry on mm-hmm. their legacy. Right. And not only that, I think it was, uh, to me it would have been anyway, to hear that Trish got those words from Father that uh, they lived a full life. Yes. So it was, like I said, you know, there were dad and mom's angels there. Trish, thanks a lot. Thank you for having me here. Oh, thank it's you. It's a great honor, you know, to God be all the glory and all the honor. Amen. And may he continue to bless this radio station everywhere. And may you leave this small room to a bigger facility. Oh, yes. Thank you. That's I pray my to hope. God. Well, I received that. To exalt <laughs> Absolutely. you. Absolutely. To exalt you above and beyond. We appreciate that because we've really had no other agenda but to help folks such as yourself. And in turn, you've helped us. And who knows, we're in over 53 countries. There's somebody out there that needed to hear your testimony. Praise Mm -hmm. God for that. No doubt about it. So, Well, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, that about wraps it up for Session 107. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Trish. God bless. God bless. In the eye of the storm, you remain in control. And in the middle of the war, you guard my soul. You alone are the anchor when my sails are torn. Your love surrounds me in the eye of the storm. When the solid ground is falling out from underneath my feet Between the black skies and my red eyes I can barely see When I realize I've been sold out By my friends and my family I can feel the rain reminding me In the eye of the storm You remain in control In the middle of the world the future I picture slowly fade away and when the tears of pain and heartache are pouring down my face I find my peace in Jesus name in the eye of the storm you remain in control in the middle of the world you guard my soul you I've only got a few months left It's like a bitter pill I'm swallowing I can barely take a breath 
And when addiction steals my baby girl And there's nothing I can do My only hope is to trust you I trust you, Lord In the eye of the storm You remain in control Gone, and my flesh is failing You're still holding 